0: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the C.J. J.C. Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. After some time off, the guys are back with a summer recap series to cover all things sports before the NFL season starts. On this episode, the guys celebrate as they finally get to cover NFL training camp. And other popular storylines coming up. Football is back. So sit back. And enjoy the show. Let's rock. All
1: right, Jalen, we're back again. uh, Getting one a little bit more soon this time. Um, It's Wednesday, July 27th. Um, Don't have as many segments lined up. Just going to do kind of a more free-flowing discussion. A little bit of a couple loose segment ideas. um, But... Just talking to the training camps are underway across the NFL, NBA, no real big news on the trade front. Um, So, yeah, definitely a good amount of stuff we can talk about and see where this leads us. How are you doing today?
2: Doing good. Doing good. Like you said, we're here at training camp finally. Um, You know, we're showing up. The training camp has showed up like Russell Wilson's truck, you know, which you got to say was pretty awesome. So it's uh, it's going well. We're here. We're here. We're here. (laughs) Huh. slowly getting there
1: so so yeah i mean i guess we can get right into it um a lot of stuff we can get to i thought we could maybe do some look at some of the over-unders i got the vegas lines pulled up and just say what our favorite over-unders would be talk about our favorite storylines we're, we're looking at um but i guess like you said we can start with uh, the the niners uh, talk a little bit about their situation uh trey lance they did announce he's gonna be the starter and they're jimmy g they're looking for a trade for him um, I don't know where. I do feel like he's going to end up on another team, but he might just end up having to get released. But someone will pick him up just because I feel like he's better than a number of teams starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Niners, they're rolling with Trey Lance, which we all kind of knew, but now it's, like, official. I know we kind of disagree on the Niners. You're very not able, much not a believer in Trey Lance. I think he's got some – I have some questions, obviously, but I think his potential is just through the roof. And, like, I do still think the Niners will be good, especially in the NFC. Um, so, yeah, what are your kind of just your expectations for for the 49ers and the the, the start of the Trey Lance era?
2: Um, well, for the Trey Lance era, I don't – I personally, first of all, it's pretty ironic that last episode I literally came at Trey Lance and the Niners and was like, yeah, the Niners haven't shown any confidence in him. Maybe until they do that, make that initial move that he is their guy, I'll put my confidence in him as well. And here we are today um with the official news, like two, three days later, I got the official news um that he is their guy. Um For me, the Trey Lance era is going to probably be – it's not going to be a beautiful one at first, I feel like. I feel like, it's gonna, like all things, it's going to probably be a little rocky start. You know, I don't – I personally – I think Shanahan will – make make it work don't get me wrong I think he'll make it work but it's going to be a little bit more of a process than what people think because we still see the hesitations but uh I want to know what their over under is actually to be honest because I don't even know where to begin so I'm even with Trey Lance now I don't know would you say they're a, still more of a more of official playoff team or
1: I still think, think now
2: with Trey Lance that it's probably more of a if-ier situation.
1: I still, I mean, it seems like I think they'll still be in the playoff hunt. I I expect them to still make the playoffs just because they still have a great coach and a pretty loaded roster. Um, He he still is going to be in – he's still, I think, in a better position to succeed than all the second-year quarterbacks you could make the argument, Um, even though I don't necessarily think he's going to be the most polished. And I'll be interested to see if he just comes in, like what he's looking like where all those other five guys – uh, and we'll talk about the rest of them later, but they where they had the not at all a full year, but most of a year starting uh, now they're in their second year. So the betting lines for the Niners are a little, they vary across different sports books. Uh, we'll use DraftKings. So DraftKings has them at 10 as they're over under. Mm. Which I don't know, that's tough. So I'm looking at their schedule. They got Green Bay, Minnesota, Houston, Chicago, Seattle, Denver. Rams, Panthers, Falcons, Chiefs, Rams again, Chargers, Cards, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, Commanders. So pretty tough schedule uh, for them. I don't know. I'd probably lean towards the under on the 10 wins, but I don't know. If Trey Lance pops, though, they could be really good. I do think they'll be in the playoffs, if I had a guess, just because I think great coach, loaded roster. And I do think Trey has – I mean, he's big, strong arm. He can run. He definitely has way more upside than Jimmy G even if he won't be nearly as polished. And I do agree with you. I think there will be some bumps. Uh, I don't know. I have questions about his accuracy. Um, So I think that is a concern. So I don't necessarily put them in that top tier. I think they'll be probably scrapping for one of the last wildcard spots. But I expect them to still be a pretty good team. I I think Trey Lance will get better as the year goes on. I still like him as far as the potential to develop into the guy long-term. But I do agree with you that it will probably be a little bit choppy at first.
2: Yeah, and I feel like if you're like we've been seeing like you know how the 49ers been going about this the whole process and everything and I'm glad that they finally, you know, ripped the band-aid off, you know, because I feel like everyone needed to know what in the world is going on with their whole quarterback situation whether because now the question for me is how are they going to get rid of Jimmy G? Is it going to be a trade? Is it going to be a release? Probably just going to be a release, I feel like at this point cuz you know no one wants that high value vet I mean, with a lot of money on his contract you know it's kind of hard to get and you're coming off an injury mm-hmm. so it's a yeah. uh, it's a very interesting spot but at the same time like i said i respect that they ripped the band-aid off finally you know so I don't, and uh we'll see how it goes
1: yeah i don't even know like other than the giants maybe if they really just are like daniel jones is not it i really don't know where makes sense for Jimmy G to go. Like maybe Seattle, but they're so bad. I feel like they're just gonna to commit to tanking. Kind of same with the Like even Atlanta, like I would rather just be bad roll with Mariota for maybe a few weeks and then eventually throw Desmond Ritter out there just to see. You're gonna be bad anyway. Um man, some of the over unders on these teams are generous for some of these bad teams. Uh you think so? looking at it. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Um see i really don't know where jimmy g would go like maybe seattle if he's released like that's why i think he's gonna get released like i thought there's no way so i don't see anyone giving up an asset to get him
2: yeah unless it's like a desperate situation before uh, the deadline you know yeah where like the team sees themselves being competitive and that maybe. yeah
1: that may be what the niners are waiting for is for someone to get hurt but
2: yeah it's, it's a bad it's a, it's a pretty bad thing to say but at the same time it, it works it, it, it happens so much in the nfl we've seen it we've seen it so many times like a quarterback go down and we see another a journeyman come in and try and save the day usually doesn't help but you know sometimes you need a little fitz magic <laughs> so and then for Garoppolo's case maybe when you do get the second chance you know, try and make sure you don't make dumb run plays or scramble plays. Make sure you probably throw the ball away, you know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, this, that contract is just very unattractive, you know, for a lot of teams. But at the same time, he does have the experience. So that's that's why it's, like, very, like, man, what's going to happen? But I hope he gets released because I don't want the 49ers to get, you know, more assets than they already have. Because, like you said, this team is loaded still. Like, let's let just take a moment to just not look at the quarterback. Like, they still got a solid defense, they still got a great receiving core. Um, man. running back trio, running back committee is always strong with the Shanahans. Any so. running
1: back will be good in Shanahan's offense, it doesn't even matter. You can insert name here, back there, a running back, and it'll exactly his, so. his running schemes are just like ridiculous. Like, it's yeah.
2: Cool. And it's great, like you said, that Trey Lance is a double threat like that too. So, yeah, see how that goes on.
1: The Niners are one of the most interesting teams to me. Um, that is one. We'll, we'll talk about the storylines in a little bit, but that is the Niners are one of the most fascinating teams to me. Um, other training line storylines. Um, do you want to talk about the Kyler Murray uh, homework clause in his contract, where he has to? Yeah, work? That- that's just in the world. <laughs> I do feel like people are probably overreacting to it a little bit, but it is just yeah. weird that they put that in there.
2: It's a weird little clause for sure to put into a contract. Um, usually <clears throat> I watched a little bit on this and it was like, you know, usually you don't have to tell your quarterback to study. They usually just do that with prep as it is. But I mean, Maybe it's just for that fact that maybe that was one of the reasons why they fell off in the late season. You know, maybe he got overconfident in the playbook or something like that. That's just my guess. Um, but, you know, maybe there was a reason behind it. We don't know. But it also shows a little bit of, like, how the Cardinals think of him, you know. I think that's what that really shows. It's just what they really think about him.
1: I mean, I think it just kind of also – like, it's not like Kyler Murray, like, I've been talking, I've been arguing with Gabe about this, actually, because Gabe is a big anti-Kyler Murray, uh, and he probably shouldn't get paid, and I was like, look, like, at the end of the day, he's, like, still been to the Pro Bowl, he's an all-pro, ridiculously talented, like, I think it's probably more just, like, Kyler Murray hasn't, isn't been a film grinder, because, like, he's just so ridiculously talented, he has never had to be, and even now, yeah. he's in the NFL, like, he's still, I mean, it's definitely somewhat concerning, but, like, you still, I, you still had to pay him. Um, so I still think Arizona has a chance to be one of the, I mean, they have a chance to be really good. And, and the NFC, like we said, Rodgers and Brady, I mean, once those get those two are gone, the NFC is like barren for quarterbacks. I mean, you look at the, like we talked about this last time, so we don't have to go down that road again, but I mean, the, the NFC is, all the quarterbacks are in the AFC. It's crazy how lopsided it is. So I, I still feel pretty good about Arizona and Kyler. And I do think he'll continue to get better because he's gotten better every year. So there's no reason to believe why he won't continue to improve regardless of that uh weird clause. But it is pretty funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you were right though. You know, like the dude is like, he makes some, like we were talking about. We were not going to brush. I'm just going to brush up on it, but he makes incredible plays. You know, some things that you can't really repeat in film, you know? So it's... Hey, it's a weird clause, but it at the same time he got paid. So and that's what matters, like you said. And I agree.
1: Yeah. Um, it's all right. Uh any other training other training camp storylines you've been hearing about that you want to get to? We we could even Yeah, I do
2: them. have a couple that got me got my ears perked up a little bit. Um so we got Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold showing up the training camp together at the same time, but in the video, the chance were only for Baker
1: well
2: yeah <laughs> yeah so just let's just put this in so what are your thoughts on what's going on in carolina do you think baker will be the day one starter still like the fans think or do you think it's going to be darnold I
1: think they- it
2: sounds like the fans want to try baker out and they're over darnold if you look at if if i can find the video i'll show it to you because it looked brutal like baker's over here smiling waving at fans He's- and sam darnold is just like walking <laughs> literally right beside him <laughs> And Baker and all these fans are chanting out Baker's name, you know, not Darnold's.
1: Well, he's so. I mean, yeah, it makes sense because he's the new, he's the new guy. So all like, I the thing is they all watched Sam Darnold play last year. And I'll say I was a defender of Sam Darnold for the whole time that's and we both said last year, I know we weren't doing this last year, but last year we both believed in the Sam Darnold was gonna revive his career with the Panthers, and after those first three weeks. When they were three zero, we were all like, "Yeah, we see Sam Darnold. Like he's still good." And then he was absolutely horrendous, pretty much the rest of the year. So yeah, I'm done with Sam Darnold. I I just think Baker's better. And I still think it's like we've talked about. We talked about when Baker first got traded, or the few days after. Um, like, will he do enough to be able to get them to commit to him beyond this year? Like, I still think it's very possible they're both just if they if they're bad this year could be fired coach, draft a quarterback, um, move off both of them. I, I do think Baker has a chance to do well enough to keep, to turn it around. So, but yeah, I, I still expect Baker to be the day one starter. Like Sam Darnold, they're over it and they should be. He was, he was dreadful last year. Baker, yeah, I, think, um, I don't think Baker's a massive upgrade, but he's at least an upgrade.
2: Yeah. So the fans have their reason for excitement. My next scoop is going to be, rogers aaron Rodgers, um of the green bay packers is that dirty dirty franchise um he's showing up in interviews and stuff first of all showed up like a nicholas cage from con air yeah i'll respect that that he did pull that off respect <laughs> second he had interviewed and they were asking him pretty much the same question Devontae they asked Devonte adams how is it to transition from you know, court from the quarterback, quarterback. Well, for Aaron Rodgers, it was, how is it going to transfer from Devontae Adams to Alan Lazard? Rodgers answer was obviously priceless. And he goes, well, it's just like going from hall of famer to hall of famer, (laughs) Um, mocking and mimicking what Devontae said. Um, So Colby, do you really believe in Aaron Rodgers to make Alan Lazard that household name like Devontae Adams, or do you think that's just him trying to at least you know have fun with it?
1: No, yeah, I think that was just him be trying to be funny, which I will say I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, I told you before we just did this, I'm I'm kind of pulling for Aaron a little bit this year just because I think it's he's funny. He's definitely just out there, he's just kind of a weird guy, but he's a, an amazing quarterback. And like he's got no weapons. I mean, that receiving core is like I mean it's all oh, I I, but you could argue it's the worst in the league. I don't know if it's the worst, but it's down there. Um, but I think it's interesting. It's gonna be different. He's just—I think it's gonna be more just him like spreading the ball around. They're gonna have to run it more. Cause, I mean, outside of the receive, the roster is still pretty good though. Um, so I do still think he's gonna get them to the playoffs just because the roster's good. The rest of the roster's fine. It's just the receiving core is really concerning. But, I mean, they also have two rookies, uh, Christian Watson, second-round pick from North Dakota State, Romeo Dubs, fourth-round pick from Nevada, who I think I would bet on at least one of those guys will probably play well with Aaron. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Packers are, are definitely a storyline I'm looking for, more interested in them this year than last year, just because of uncertainty. But I don't know. Like I kind of feel like Aaron, he seems like he's in, in a better, much better place, at least for himself as a, as a person. Than he has been. He seems like he's comfortable. He's ready to just ch- chill out there. He won. He won the argument. He won his little tiff. Yeah. He Won the tiff with the front office when he was mad. He basically, when he asked for a trade, basically alpha them. It's like, yeah, you know, Jordan Love sucks. Uh, just give me my money, and they did. And so now, kind of all's right in the world for him. Um, so I think it's great. I think it's funny. I don't know. Like I said I think the Packers. I'm not really sure exactly what to expect, but I do think he'll still get them to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to be a playoff team too. Um, Whether or not Alan Lazard becomes that big household name, I think this is probably going to be the year where you, like you said, we're going to be seeing Aaron Rodgers pretty much showcasing Aaron and he's going to be dishing it out to everybody. You know, he's going to have to spread the ball. He can't doesn't have that one consistent option yet, yet. I mean, he's going to find it, but for those first couple of weeks, I'm looking for, I'm also, I'm also going to be looking forward to just like seeing who he's going to be trying to favor, you know, like, I, just from like the rival standpoint, like how can, who's Rogers like trying to get to, but I feel like knowing Rogers, he might just be that guy this year that just spreads it across everyone, you know, and I'm, I'll be really interested to in see how I am too, because it, it's supposed to be that everyone thinks it's supposed to be that off year for the Packers, but they still got Rogers. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how you have to look at it, you know? So yeah. All right. So my last one that I got here. And this one probably squeaked under the rate under the news radar. Not as big of a splash, but a couple big names are involved in it. It's Julio. Julio is going to the Bucks with All Tom right. Brady. Um, this one I thought went pretty well under the radar. I mean, yes, Julio did not do as much productivity when he went to t- to Tennessee um to the Titans, but I mean, for the Bucks situation, this is almost like what Odell did. He's going to be sitting – he's pretty much Julio's going to be that guy that's going to come in if someone gets down, you know? And the Bucks already have an amazing receiving core, so it's just another insurance policy. What do you think, Cole?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It's kind of just the rich get richer. Um, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, it is, like, more depth and another weapon, and if anyone can revive Julio, it would be Brady. And if he does – start balling out it's just gonna be even more ridiculous Tampa's still very loaded um but I will say there is a reason that Julio went on sign for this long um he's kind of just like the one thing I say that I think it's different from the Odell thing was more just like he did not fit in Cleveland in that offense with Baker whereas the Julio thing I think he's just like and he's obviously a hall of famer all-time receiver and if he can get back to even like half that it's just scary the Bucks offense. But I mean, I think he's just physically broken down at this point from all his injuries, which he had a great run. He's all-time talent. But yeah. So I think, but yeah, I mean, i if I was the Packers, I would have taken a flyer on Julio. Like I think uh, I don't know. Like there's a lot of teams that that could have signed him. So the fact that he went to Tom Brady does concern me a little bit that Tom Brady might get that eighth ring and go out on top. I hope not, but
2: I feel like that might be the case too, man. <laughs> Especially when uh, what's it called? Gronk retires, so he gets what Kyle Rudolph, the Rudolph, the Red Zone Reindeer. Um, he was went from Minnesota to New York, and now he's in Tampa Bay. Um, and now you got Julio to add on to your receiving core. You know, another big body target. So, Tom Brady just trying to make his last couple seasons just as comfortable as possible. You know.
1: Yeah. No yeah that isn't intru- that that is uh, cool. I'd like to pick up.
2: Yeah that is pretty much all the main training camp moves that I got. Right. And everything that we got.
1: Well we got uh, let's see we got 10 minutes on this meeting. I'll start one more. We don't have to finish the second one but um so yeah. Um as far as this training camp well, we can talk a little bit about um since we probably know our teams a little better i thought obviously we know our team's better than we know any other team that we're fans of um so thought it would be it'd be fun uh to do just a little bit like training camps underway going into the year um steelers and the vikings what what is just and i'll, I'll say like what are you just most okay intrigued oh we're good mm-hmm. i just say what are you most uh not necessarily like I guess kind of your biggest question or what's the thing you're most interested to see from from your team the Vikings this year what's kind of the thing whether that's a question mark a player maybe taking a step a position group well, what's your most thing you're most intrigued by with with Minnesota this year I can go first um, I can think about it
2: yeah no I got it um okay. for me it'd probably be see how O'Connell comes in and does really it's just it's a new coach new offense um you know he's been very hyped about kirk cousins and everything so can you work with kirk cousins can you actually you know show that growth you know can i see that considerable difference you know from when zimmer had kirk cousins or am i going to get the same thing from all the other years you know that's what i want to know so if i'm going to get the same thing as i always did then I'm probably going to be like, eh, Kirk calling us, but we probably need a new guy. Finally, you know, it's time we start looking for other options, but this coach O'Connell, he's very confident in Kirk. And if he's confident, then I want to say that I'm confident. So that is my, my story is it's going to be about O'Connell and Kirk cousins and that offense.
1: Yeah. Is there, all right, I'll make it this is a two-parter. Um, because mine was obviously the quarterback situation, but I'll let, oh, so the second part was kind of just to branch off of that a little bit. Who's the player that you're most uh, intrigued or most excited to see for the Vikings, whether that's like someone, not necessarily like, like obviously Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, they're great. Like they're guys, you know, what you're going to get from Kirk, you know what he is pretty much obviously new offense, but Who's someone who's maybe either a younger guy or a guy you're not as sure about that you're most kind of interested to see how they do this year?
2: I need Irv Smith Jr. to have the bounce back year of a lifetime. Um, it really sucked that he went down last year. And I really think he was a big piece of you know the team offense and stuff. He was a young talent, very, very young talent and great potential. So he's one of those guys I want to see back on the field and I want to see him get those receptions and start getting this uh, help get the offense going again um like yeah that? that would be my guy my guy would probably be irv smith or lewison um the new rookie i would about to say it would be, i would love to see a double safety duo with lewison and harrison smith if that worked out that'd be nasty and like that's what i'm that's just my thought process is like we'd have a nasty safety duo you know um, especially when our DBs are going to be slacking I think another year this year. So and having as much help out back as possible is probably what we need. Um, yeah, those are probably I know I was supposed to name one, but those would probably be and my two. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah,
1: no, that's good. Uh, I would say with the Steelers, um so obviously the biggest thing is the quarterback competition, although I knowing the Steelers, I feel like the mix is gonna start at the beginning, which i'm I'm obviously I want to see pickett. I'm cool with Mitch. Like I was, I was happy when they signed Mitch. Like I was like, that's fine. Uh, that's a good pickup. It got him at a good price, solid placeholder. Um, had they drafted Malik Willis, I would have thought it made more sense. I feel like pick it, just throw him out there as soon as you can. But so to me, the, I'm just most intrigued to see when, what does the offense look like post big Ben? Cause it's really the same players outside of, well, they drafted George Pickens, but like outside of the quarterback, I do feel like the offense should improve just because mobility and it seems like that's kind of what Matt Canada's offense is built for with not it's not built for a 38-year-old big Ben who can barely move. Um so the, I mean the question is just when do we see Pickett? Do we see Pickett at all? If I maybe mean, Mitch like we talked about this a little bit last time if Mitch has a good year he might not see him at all. Um but I do think he's going to get in there at some point and just when will that be is the question because I do really want to watch Pickett that's obviously the thing I want to see most because you know I got to know if he's the guy or not I he was my I liked him a lot at Pitt last year so we'll see as far as the player though outside of the quarterbacks my big the player I most this is usually not the kind of answer I would give but I would say Dan Moore Dan Moore Jr. the left tackle so he's a rookie last year started a almost i think every game actually um he was a fourth round pick and going into the year last year i was like what what are we doing like we're really this is a fourth round pick why did they wait slow to pick attack are they really going to start this kid and like yeah he wasn't great he was pretty bad but he's a rookie tackle but he had his moments he kind of improved and i was like okay there might be something here uh so year two you expect him to take a big step just and i'm very interested to see can he take a significant step forward and improvement he was better than i thought he would be so that's something. Um, and can I mean, can the rest of this young line improve from being like probably one of the five worst lines in the league on paper? Can he uh, can Dan Moore kind of prove and actually be that blind side left tackle protector for the future or do they need to pick someone else? So that's that's kind of what I'm most looking forward to with the Steelers. And then Pat Fryermuth, just because I love that dude. He's a beast. I yes sir like see Half how Arm,
2: goes. you've made a great debut you've yeah, made a great yes. debut season
1: awesome that was a great draft pick so I'm very interested to see that um yeah so definitely this can be a fun season I cannot wait for a week one to get here
2: I know and training camps just started man this is getting closer preseasons close too we're getting close to preseason so hopefully hopefully the next time we come on here and do a little NFL talk we're not talking injuries you know that's the <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the one thing we got to try and hope to stay away from is that we hope that our teams don't get some major injuries during the uh, preseason. But yeah, here we go. I think I already, I think I just read an article about Minka or something about Minka falling off a he bike. He
1: fell but, off a bike and hurt his, hand, hurt his wrist or something. But he
2: should be. Yeah, I was about to say, I think he said that he fell off a bike, but he still went to training camp. But, um, but yeah, that's, you know, like that's, those are the things. Like I saw that article and I was like, oh, man. Kobe probably was not happy about that, you know? I mean, yeah. Those are, like, the type of things that, you know, like, if I saw, like, Dalvin Cook, you know, gets, like, a bone bruise or something right before the season starts, I'm going to be pretty upset. <laughs> I'm going to be pretty right. – I, I mean, would you not be, like, that's yeah, a here, star player. An so, yeah, hopefully before the season – hopefully by the time the season starts, we're not talking about disappointing injuries to any teams. Obviously, you oh. usually don't get it that way, but, you know – it's more fun when everyone's healthy, <laughs> you know? It's more fun when all the starters are out there that you intended to have. But it's football. It happens, you it know? Happens. That's the beauty of the game. <laughs>
1: That's what we got to say.
2: Yeah. Next man up. So,
1: Great. All right. Um, well, you want to finish up, we can do this on the next meeting here. Uh, you want to do some over-unders or do just kind of the most intriguing storylines? Well, What would you rather do out of that?
2: Let's start, oh, let's start with those over-unders.
1: Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you just hop on the uh start the new one and, and knock that out. And then we can do I've only I've got three, three storylines. I don't know if you have any thought of three that I'm very interested to see.
2: I'll see where you go with these storylines and then maybe I can come up with maybe I can find some too as well.
1: Word, sounds good.
0: The storylines, I got you.
1: All right, here we go. So we're gonna get into some of the best over-under. So we're looking at the uh and i'll share my screen with you. We're we're looking at the DraftKings uh, Line right here. Hold up. Let me drive. Okay. So the DraftKings is the one on the far left. So I just kind of scroll through and think what I look at the ones and see what I think is kind of my favorite over under bets. Um, So I mean, right off the bat, I mean, I hate to keep – to always dunk on this team, but the Bears under six and a half. I mean, I feel like that's – I don't see the Bears winning more
2: Slam than that. it. I would probably slam that.
1: Seven wins feels very much a stretch for the Bears. That's one of my yeah. favorites on here.
2: I want to know what, what – I want to know what those bookies probably thought, what would give those Bears the extra couple games that were generous, you know? Like, that's my thing because we talked – we did our whole schedule breakdown and stuff, and Bears <laughs> – they got a pretty co- – I'm pretty sure the NFC North got the pretty tough rotation this season too. So it's not going to be easy pickings for uh, Justin Fields, you know. It's going to be – They're going. it's it's going to be tough, you know. Do they still have Darnell Mooney?
1: Yeah, they do. He's about their only like, – I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's it, though.
2: You know, so it's going to be interesting. If the Bears do make that, that would be a very wild overbet, but I I would slam the under.
1: Yeah, now that one I feel like it is a pretty easy under – if it was five and a half, I would have to think about it a lot more. Seattle, also, just as far as, like I said, being generous to some of the bad teams. I think Seattle, I would probably take under five and a half as well. I don't see them getting to five wins. They're really bad. That
2: might be a little bit more complicated, I think. Yeah, they're they're pretty bad. But five wins, though, that's a low number, you know? So that means we're saying – well, it's five and a half. So yeah, five wins. I mean, yeah, that's probably actually that's probably all they will get is five. I feel like. So.
1: I I would take the under. I think they're horrible. They're gonna be so bad. Um, here here's a fun question because I was surprised to see that they have it's only by half a game, but Atlanta's over under is five. And I kind of yeah. think, I know we did our QB rankings last time. Um. And we had Mariota and Drew Locke at the bottom, both of us, which I think is not at all a hot take, obviously. Who would you rather be today, like, going forward, Atlanta or Seattle? Because they're both kind of in total rebuilds. Um, both going to probably be picking in the top five next year, if I had to guess. I don't think it's crazy this, to assume that. It could be wrong. But um, who would you rather be going forward, just as far as far the as far as they're both in pretty – deep rebuilds both have some pieces
2: i would rather be the falcons because yeah they're in a big rebuild but they are they at least have shown that they want to make you know moves for the future i kyle pitts i felt like was the first good step for that and then this previous draft they got desmond ritter and today i saw the article that marcus marietta will be week one starter um which means you know not a big we probably like you said already expected that um but the hope that Desmond Ritter will probably get those starts later on the season. Um, if that does happen, I feel like being a Falcons fan, if you see Desmond Ritter on the field, that should give you a sign of hope if he plays well, you know,
1: makes him interesting. Like
2: he, yeah, it definitely makes you more interesting. Cause in Seattle's case, they just lost Chris Carson, which he was an amazing, like, yes, he was riddled with in- injuries, but folks, let's remember, he did put up some good game when he was healthy. He put up some good games and some good stats. So it's pretty sad to see him go due to injury, but that hurts the Seattle Seahawks even more because they're a run-heavy team. So, you know, that's, that's the other thing, too, is that Atlanta is trying to build their own new identity because they got the new coach and everything. Back in Seattle, you're still rocking with Pete Carroll. You don't know who your future guy is. You still got this old dude, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and he's not going to go until he probably kicks the bucket in his, in his probably own words. So,
1: yeah, you know... No, I agree with you on that. I would, I totally agree. I would much rather be Atlanta. I just feel like they have more pieces that excite me. Uh, I really like Drake London. I, there was no secret about that during our draft episodes. He's my favorite receiver in this draft. I thought that was a great pick, Pitts. I like Ebiketti, the edge rusher they got in round two. Obviously, their defense is horrible. They're a line. I mean, they're both in really deep rebuilds. And, like, Atlanta, like, Ritter, hopefully, if he pans out and is, like, actually pretty good third round pick. That's a steal. If he's not, you picked him in the third round. No, one's going to bat an eye if you pick a quarterback, if you're in the top five this year. So I agree. They have an offensive coach only in his second year. Pete Carroll, you know, I feel like the writing's on the wall. He's going to hang it up soon. Uh, So I agree. I'd rather be Atlanta. Um, Other over-unders that kind of intrigued me have the over-under seven. Oh,
2: uh, seven for the Giants?
1: Maybe not, but, I, I, man, that is – seven feels high for the Giants. They have the same high. over-under as Pittsburgh. That's crazy.
2: Huh. Okay.
1: Hopkins, at least.
2: Okay, Colby, hear me out here.
1: I mean, the AFC is much harder. I will say that. Pittsburgh yes. probably does have a much tougher road. So, I guess it makes sense from that side. But I don't see the Giants winning seven games.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, let's – I was about to say, I think – it that mainly depends on the health. Like, I hate to say that it always depends on the health of the team, when it, especially when we're talking about the Giants these last couple of years. Cause, but I don't think Saquon being there we might – I don't know if Saquon's presence is going to change the fact of how much of a shambly team this is right now, you know? Yeah. Like, there's still, like, some pretty noticeable holes. Um, and, you know, New York is always, you know, a big marketplace wanting to get the best of the best, but – they just haven't gotten that. And so to see them with seven, that means, I mean, they're probably expecting them to probably come up with a couple of rivalry wins. I'm guessing that's my, my take. They think you guys, which will probably, which is why they probably think you guys are the same as them. Cause you guys both, I can see the Steelers and the Giants sneaking a couple of wins in their division, but probably your guys' competition on the schedule outside of that, it's going to make it more challenging, you know?
1: Yeah. I but mean, to have
2: them both at seven, like, I probably would have put the Steelers at a seven and a half, and that way you ca- that way you had to like because I could see this. I don't even know though. I feel like the Steelers. Uh, we've I've talked about this. I believe in Mike Tomlin. I, I personally believe in Mike I Tomlin. I think that Mike Tomlin.
1: Seven. What's up? I would slam over seven on the Steelers. Yeah, I was going
2: to say if we t- considering that. the Tomlin effect, he will not accept seven wins in one season. He does not accept that. That's a losing season. So, and last I checked, this man doesn't have a losing season. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to say it's kind of surprising. Yeah, to see the Steelers that low. But your competition is probably why it is that low.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Steelers definitely – it's an uphill climb in the AFC. But I they, it did improve the roster. At least on paper, it's a better roster than it was last year. So, we'll see what happens at quarterback. Giants, I'm surprised that the Giants – I mean, it's the lowest of, across all these sports books is six and a half. People are really, I guess, buying into Brian Dayball. I mean, I think Dayball will be a good coach. But, man, their rosters is, is a mess. Um, yeah. Carolina at, at six and a half is interesting right below that. I would probably take the over on that. I mean, Carolina is better than the Giants. I would much rather be Carolina than the Giants today, personally.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm looking at, uh, for me, it's like, more, let's not even consider the fact that their quarterback position right now is up in the air. You know, they do have the the Panthers. I mean, both the NFC East and the NFC South. I mean, you got the Eagles and Cowboys up top, but then you got the Bucks, you pretty much the Saints and the NFC South. So, you know, competition-wise, you know, I'm just comparing them to the Giants again because the Giants are seven and the Panthers are six and a half, you know, and I feel like they're almost in the same situation when it comes to like competitive being competitive this season you know and but the panthers like you said have more weapons like defensively we know the panthers are pretty steady on defense like that's a solid defense um very young still up and coming um they got weapons you know we they got considerable weapons so it's it's kind of i am surprised i'm with you i am surprised that it's that low for the panthers right now i would say over I would yeah. go at least seven or eight wins for the Panthers.
1: I think around seven or eight makes sense. Um scrolling up through these, the rest of these I don't really have any gripes with. Arizona at eight and a half. I'd probably take the over on that. I think people are sleeping on Arizona a little bit. I I'm a, I'm still a believer in Kyler and the cards, at least being a solid playoff team. Uh, yeah, I would take the over on eight and a half.
2: I would take the over as well. Um they just, The Cardinals, they pretty much just tossed all that heat, that the drama that they had. They got Kyler. The, that's their guy. Kyler makes you a playoff competitive team. We talked about this last episode and a little bit earlier. Having Kyler is a huge plus. I will agree on the importance of him on that team because good gravy, it is not going to probably be – that offense doesn't look just as good without him running it, you know? You yeah. know. So – Probably, they should probably have the same as the Vikings, honestly, because a lot of people are considering the Vikings a playoff team as well. So I would say they should be in the same with them.
1: They got Vikings at nine. The nine, nine and a half feels right for the Vikings. I wouldn't touch that because I feel like it's going to be right around there. I think it would be smack on there. Yeah, it's either ten or nine. That feels pretty. Most of of these top ones I feel pretty good. I would honestly take over ten on the Bengals. As much as it pains me to say, I really think the Bengals are not going to take any – I think the Bengals will probably be better, at least in the regular season. Because so they have – their O-line should be much better. Yeah. The Bengals are – people are yeah, – they're going to be a problem.
2: Colts at 10, though. Wow.
1: 10 feels – kind of looks high at first. But it is kind of a weird division. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, think they'll be around Maybe
2: the- they, I feel like that one's placed on the consistency of Mount Ryan.
1: Yeah, that seems high, but I probably wouldn't touch that one. I would not be shocked if they won 10. I mean, I think they have a good chance to win their division this year. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with Matt Ryan. Yeah,
2: uh, oh, yeah. That's what I say. We thought – I think we both agree that the Titans and the uh, Colts with the Jaguars pretty much biting on their heels, you know, with Trevor Lawrence trying to make his way up, you know, for this season. So unless Trevor Lawrence does something crazy, yeah, it's probably theirs to take.
1: Tennessee is still around, but, yeah um i kind of like the colts a little better i don't really at 10 i think that's around the right place i wouldn't really jump on any of the rest of these i'm surprised to see the packers all the way at 11 probably take the under on that but maybe not by much maybe i'm downing rogers not giving rogers enough credit none of these other ones really feel uh none of the other ones really shocked me those are probably the ones i feel the most confident in all those ones we just went over
2: let's see Yeah, those are probably it. Yeah, I agree. Texans four and a half. I'd
1: probably take over five and a half on the Jets, but they're the Jets, so I wouldn't feel super confident.
2: (laughs) It's fucked up to say, but true. Um, (laughs) But I mean, if you think about it, too, though, you can I would shoot. I might shoot the over for the Jets just because the question I mean. I feel like the Bills series where I'm not even going to talk about the fact that the jets might have a chance. against the bills. Nah, I'm not. You're not going to hear that from me. My thing is can the jets compete with everyone else in <laughs> the And you know, and this might be the time to, while the dolphins try and figure things out, while the Patriots are taking their time to figure things out, hopefully, you know, that comes up. Where is the Patriots at? Actually, that's my question. How many wins they got the Patriots?
1: Eight and a half, which feels right on the money for me. That's why I didn't bring them up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that is actually pretty much. I feel like eight wins, uh eight or nine. Man, that's not a playoff team in the AFC, though.
1: And I don't that's, think they will be.
2: Yeah, I don't think they will be. Yeah. So I agree.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, man. yeah. So we were just talking about the Jets. Um, I think that's a good segue into our storylines. So one that uh, we, we've did a segment on it in the past, but talking about as far as like the storylines we're most intrigued by this season for me, honestly, this is the most intriguing thing to me just because I'm a QB optimist. I like young new, I like new things. I like to see what happens. So to me, my storyline that I'm most looking forward to seeing how it plays out is Uh, And it's kind of multiple storylines, but the six second-year QBs, the five who were in the first round: Lawrence Wilson, Fields, Lance Jones, and then Davis Mills, who impressed. You know, I'm a big day, We're big Davis Mills. There we are. Uh, That's my most intriguing storyline because they all had a lot of bumps outside of Mac Jones, and even he had bumps the first year. So they were all most. The rest of them, all right. I mean, outside Mac Jones and Davis Mills, the other four were bad. Well, Trey Lance barely played. Wilson Fields and Lawrence were mostly bad. They did have some flashes and moments where they played really well. And I still believe in all of their talents. Um, so the most intriguing storyline to me is just like, out of those six guys, they should all improve, but like who will take the big steps forward and be like, okay, they're the guy solidified, who will kind of struggle. Because I mean, history tells you that they're not all gonna work. Some will work, some won't. I'm just very interested to see all six of those guys and see how they look this year. Cause I think you could make the argument, Mac Jones. I was thinking about it earlier. He he was the best last year. And he's inarguably maybe not other than Trey Lance. He's probably in the best. He's been in the best situation. You could make the argument quite easily, I think, that he's in terms of just like pure physical talent, he's probably six out of those six. But he's obviously very smart, very accurate, hard worker, great system. I think he's gonna work to a degree. I I he honestly Think he'll be one of those. I think he'll be one of those Kirk Cousins level kind of quarterbacks most of his career.
2: Assistant yeah, they're guy?
1: They're going to be all over the place. I'm very interested to see how they all do. If you had to guess, we'll, we'll make a little game out of it here. Okay, okay. You have to say 50 50, three work, and three don't. Which three would you say would work? Which three? My three? That you think?
2: I'm going to go with. Trevor Lawrence.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Trevor's still um, Trevor's still an amazing prospect. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I still think he's gonna work. Yeah,
2: I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And just the fact that he's got a new helm to help him out, you know, new head coach. Um, see how that goes. So that would be my that'd be my one. Number two, probably be Mac Jones, honestly. Like you said, he's a system guy and uh, he's working well in the system that he's in right now. I don't see him moving anytime soon from that sit I don't see him moving anytime soon honestly um oof, third one man that one's probably the tougher one though I
1: hope more than I hope they all I mean I hope they all work but yeah that's
2: yeah because awesome. the third one I really want to say Davis Mills personally wow. because it's like you said he had a good season you but know? another reason that another person that I'm actually leaning towards is Justin Fields because I do I do think that Chicago believes in Justin Fields heavily you know I think they. I think. I think he's their guy. I think. Uh, I think if he plays well enough with the things that are around him, the fan base I think knows that he has nothing to help him right now. He's so not. I feel problem. like the fan base <laughs> is not going to attack him. You know, the only thing that's against him is probably management, and I haven't heard any bad things from management about Justin Fields. You know, yeah. So yeah. I think <laughs> I'm. That's, I'm more stuck between Fields and uh, Mills. Um, only reason why I don't have Terry Lance in there. He just got a starter. He just got the starting position. I want to see him play some more.
0: Simple as that.
2: um let's see. What were the other two guys that I missed?
1: Wilson and um
2: oh dang that was a hard loss Wilson
1: except for Wilson. Yeah, it's hard because I want to- be- I want to say Wilson. I agree with you, Trevor Lawrence. Mac Jones, I mean he's already working, although I do kind of feel like Mac Jones is going to plateau a little bit. Like I don't, yeah. see, I don't see Matt Jones getting much better than what he already is. But I mean, I still feel like he's just in a better situation. I want to say Trey Lance, my third, just because he's in a better situation. Although I do like both fields. And if you took situation out of it, I do like both Wilson and fields more than Trey Lance, but he's in a better situation. Davis mills. I really want to say, but I can't put him on there just because it's the Texans. Even though he did yeah. last year And the other thing about Davis Mills too Is like he was a third round pick While these other guys were first round picks And even though he was better than most of them last year Except for Jones That's going to mean a shorter leash Because if he declines and he's bad this year And they have a top pick in the draft Like Where I feel like he's the only one out of the The other five Even if they struggle this year Will all have a third year to start like, I think they'll all be starters next year, for sure. Mills, I think, so. I think Mills will do well enough. I believe in him that he's going to do well enough to, to continue to be the guy. But if he bombs, if they all bombed, like, he would be the one that would be most quickly replaced just because of where they took him in the draft, which that's – I mean, that's just how it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. I, I would probably argue maybe Zach Wilson, just because of New York. They have a short lease up there. Tend to, they tend to have a short lease up there, too. Um, especially when there's a QB heavy draft coming up as well. So, um, I mean, I, what, at what point though would you say, as a 49ers organization, Trey Lance comes out and disappoints you guys after you moved off of Jeremy Garoppolo and traded all these picks for him, and he has has not panned out? Do you move? Do, would you move off him, or you sound like you would give him another chance? Though, this crazy. is this is technically going to be his first year. I feel I like
1: if you t- to me. Thinking I need to see at least if I'm picking a first round quarterback, especially in the top five, and I trade the picks again. You know, I need to see at least two full years. I'll give him okay. at least two full years before moving. So yeah, I'd give him Trey Lance a, another season, even if he's bad.
2: I, oh, I can I can accept that.
1: Unless he's just like so bad. So so bad that it's like this dude cannot play in the NFL. But I don't think that will happen. If he struggles I this year, I'd give him another year, especially because he was also by far, coming out, he was by far the most raw out of all the guys.
2: Oh, yeah. He came from North Dakota State, you know? the Probably the least known out of all those college guys, you know? yeah. And the only thing he was known for was pretty much whooping us up, you know, JMU. He was known <laughs> for whooping up JMU up the entire time in the in the championships. But, yeah. you know, that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. He is pretty raw, but...
1: Like, it's all about situations. Like, if I had to rank them, looking back, like, trying to remember so like going into it if i would have ranked them going into last year and mills wasn't as much on the radar so he would have been six but like going into that draft i would have ranked them trevor one obviously fields was i would have had two above wilson and then i would have had wilson three lance four mac jones five obviously mac jones and lance are in much better situations than all the rest of them uh which i feel like is why i lean towards them being successful. But yeah. I don't know. And, and I feel That's like what I mean too, Matt Jones. much better pieces around him than Fields, too. Wilson's got yeah. some weapons, at least. The line should be improved.
2: And no. I, I like uh, – like I said, I, I, only main reason why I like Mac Jones, he's a system guy. And they did try to get him some weapons, you know, this previous season. Last season they got him, what, Hunter Henry um, and a couple other wide outs. Obviously, Nikhil Harry, he is already out the door. But, <laughs> you know, they're already trying – they're trying, you know, that's the thing. You got to respect the Patriots. They're at least trying to figure out like a receiving core for Mac Jones, you know, and like you said, it's a good situation to have. People that are trying, unlike the Bears, who <laughs> are taking away your people, you know, taking away Allen Robinson, taking away your Bears. defensive captain. Hey, they did
1: Take- sign Riley Reef at tackle. So that's something. He's a veteran. He's not great, but it's better than what they had.
0: I think he was a Viking.
1: Yeah, he played on the Vikings, so he's kind of bouncing Yeah, I was about to say,
2: that name sounded around.
1: But still, it's something. It's a guy that plays football. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. it's someone. <laughs> yeah.
1: But anyways, so that's the storyline I'm most intrigued by. I cannot wait to watch all six of those guys and see how they look in year two. Um, do you want me to get into my next storyline I had, or do you have one you want to bring up first?
2: keep rolling keep rolling okay
1: so my other one we've talked a lot about this team we're both big believers in the Eagles um so to me really the story is Jalen Hurts how good can Jalen Hurts be because I'll say I did not believe in him at all as an NFL quarterback coming out but last year you know he surprised me he was better than I thought he would be I thought they were gonna be horrible last year they ended up making the playoffs Sirianni looks like he can coach they still have a good line Up, we got AJ Brown. They upgraded the receiving court. Like, it's a really good roster. We're both big believers. Like, that's a legit team now. They have two first round picks next year. To me, everyone's talking about like Tua, and Tua does, I think, have a little bit more pressure on him because Jalen Hurts was in the playoffs last year. I think you have to be pretty happy with what he did last year, but Jalen Hurts has a lot of pressure on him in my eyes because that is a really good team around him. So I'm very, and I, after I did not believe in him at all, really, prior to last year. Like I said, I believe in him a lot more now after watching last year. Uh, but how good can Jalen Hurts be? How big of a step can he take next year with this team around him? Because now there's, there's there should be real expectations. They, to me, they should be win the division. Like I think we predicted them to. I think, or at least right there with Dallas. Last year they weren't on Dallas's level and got smoked in their first playoff game. To me, this year Dallas is a little worse. They're a little better. They should be either win the division or right there and win a playoff game. If Jalen Hurts, if you win a playoff game or win your, win your division, win a playoff game, then, yeah, I think you feel confident he's the guy going forward. But how good can he be and what will the Eagles look like is my next big storyline I'm interested to see. I'm, I'm really fascinated by Philly.
2: I like that. Yeah, man, we we are high
0: on Philly here.
2: Um, usually I'm not. As sad, the sad <laughs> truth is I actually – Despise him for ruining the Vikings' chance for hope for hosting a Super Bowl, but Nick Foles is a prodigy, and you can't, you know, you can't, you can't change, it. you can't change a legend. So
1: you can't stop that. Um,
2: yeah, you can't stop that. Um, but you know, I grew up, and uh, Jalen Hurts honestly was one of the guys that got me back into the Eagles because he's. I thought he was exciting to play. Um, I was with you. I had my doubts, you know, because he was moving around in college, and then, you know, Nick Sirianni, you know, he. They've worked, you know, and uh, I'm with you. The expectations are now there because they made the playoffs last year. I guarantee you they're expecting a playoff win. I agree with that. Um, Oof, man. I agree that they should be the division favorites as well, especially after this offseason. I think that A.J. Brown signing is going to pay off in dividends, big dividends, too. Um, They still got, oof, man. It's it's wild, man, how the Eagles, literally, we thought they were done. And I think the big one is, here's my question for you. Okay. Is Dallas, and this was the question that I actually saw today on TV, and it was, do you think Dallas can become the first NFC East back-to-back champion since 2003 and four? That's how long it's been since we have a consistent NFC East champion. I personally think this trend is going to keep going. I don't think there's going to be a back-to-back. I think the Eagles might actually ruin the trend and keep it going.
0: What is your I thoughts?
1: I think they will. Yeah, no, I, I believe with Philly. You know, I, I mean, I don't love Dallas, like, where they're at. I agree. I think they can keep the trend going and uh, no consecutive division champs. That is a crazy stat. I—I I like. I, mean, I feel better about where Philly's at today than where Dallas is. Although Dallas does have the better quarterback, which is the only thing that gives me pause so far. I
2: agree. That's why Adolfo I don't. agree. That
1: hurts. Can he take that? How good can he become? Because if he becomes like a legit, like really good quality franchise quarterback, like sky's the limit for the Eagles.
2: Yeah, and it'd be pretty exciting to see. Um, what is it? Who did they? I'm pretty sure they were the Eagles were one of the teams that had him. Um, Cunningham, Randall Cunningham. They were one of the teams that originally had it, an African American quarterback. So, I mean, throw it back and get. All I'm saying is, Eagles. I know you're probably not going to hear this, but if you guys throw on some throwback unis and had Jalen Hurts out there and run in a touchdown, I guarantee you some fans are going to be like, "Oh, random Cunningham flashes are going to be coming into their brain into their brains." um But yeah, I was about to say like that would be. I, I it's good times to be for Philly, especially when you saw Dallas have the terrible off season that they had. I I thought this was a like compared to most off seasons of Dallas is like we Dallas is not known for being big big in free agency and all that. Mm-hmm. And, like making huge splashes, but to be the team to let go, you know, your pieces and not really acquire, you know, especially Dallas, did like, I get that big name they missed on Vaughn and you know, and they're just relying on what they got and it's it's going, to be inter- it's going to be interesting. NFC East is going to be interesting, especially when you have, like, apparently the sports books think the Giants are going to be playing a little, you know, ankle-biter role, you know, and they think the commanders are probably going to do the same thing. So it's going to be definitely interesting. I see uh, – man, I really hope the Eagles win that division. And keeps the trend going. <laughs> that's that's the, honestly – that's my reason. I <laughs>
1: want to – yeah. But I
2: can honestly see both of those teams, Cowboys and Eagles, still somehow in the playoffs.
1: Oh, yeah, I could definitely see them both make the NFC playoff race can be very interesting. So I really don't know who the wild cards are going to be. I think well, but you
2: can say sloppy, you can say it.
1: Sloppy is interesting, yeah. Sloppy, gross, fun. <laughs> New Orleans will be right there in that mix, too. I think. Um, surprise teams, maybe. So yeah, that, that will definitely be interesting to see. Um, all right, we got about run out of time here um so I have one more storyline that I wanted to get to and then if you have any you want to hit on real quick we can um so the last one was just AFC West obviously everyone's talking about how it's like the greatest division ever which probably is and it's insane the four teams all should be legit playoff teams but they obviously can't all make it um so to me the, the question is just who's kind of the odd man out I I think three will make I I think Um, and maybe it'll be less. Could it be only two of them make it? But just because they're all up to beat up on each other, who who do you think is kind of gonna be the odd man out? Who who's that fourth place team? Maybe the greatest fourth place team of all time.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, just remember, if they're the fourth place team, that means they're getting a top 10 pick because that's the bottom of their division. So not doesn't that mean you technically do get a top 10 pick?
1: So that means we're saying I mean it's just by record.
2: Is it my record? I thought it was like – I thought it had, like, division implications in there, too. No. Because I know when it comes to playoffs and all that, that's when – like, who you – anyways. But I think – I don't see the Raiders um, being in a low spot this year. I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I want the Raiders in, and I want the Chargers in. Those are my two teams that I want in. Um, Do I think that's going to happen? I think only one of those two teams will be in. And the other team that I think will be in is the guarantee Kansas city chiefs. Um, I, I feel like that was the other one. So my odd man out will be the Broncos. Um, I still, for me, it's like, it's hard for me to say that, especially when I'm running, like I'm currently running a football camp right now and <laughs> all the players, except for like one kid, I think is like a Broncos fan, you know? So they're all hype. We were just talking about the whole Russell Wilson showing up today and everything. So it was all, You know, it's all good vibes for them. But I'm personally sitting here on the back of my horse. I'm thinking, like, it's going to be like, you know, it's the first-year coach. Russ has to learn the system. Russ is an amazing guy. But Denver's got some things they got to work out on their own, too. And I think, yeah, I think the Raiders got more of a grip of what their identity is. And they already showed that grit last year with all those close games. And we know Derek Carr is good in the clutch. So it's like, like, man, it's like hopefully – because whenever Russ – Russ also has his moments where he stinks the bed. When people start giving Russ those MVP candidates, <laughs> that's when he starts getting his name out.
1: he the highest, yeah, he's going to get a vote.
2: Yeah, once he starts getting those, quote-unquote, he might get a vote. That's when he starts losing them because that's when he actually starts, you know, feeling the pressure, I feel like. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I feel like this will not be – I think this is a setup year for the Broncos, you know? Like, they'll be contending, but I think they're not going to be in. That's my odd man out.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I between, go between the Broncos and the Raiders because I fully believe in the Chargers and the Chiefs or the Chiefs. I probably lean towards the Raiders as much as I hate to say it. I would rather see the Raiders in than the Broncos, honestly, just because I really like Me the part of Adams. I really like their offense. And it's just...
2: Uh, Winfrey, Wallace, Josh Jacobs.
1: Such a Sorry. cool franchise. It's more fun when they're good. Um, but I, I lean towards saying the disagree that I think the Raiders will be the odd man out just because literally solely just because of their offensive line just gives me pause. I do have con- some serious concerns about it. I've got, their left tackle, Colt Miller is great. Uh, but outside of that, I have real questions about the rest of the line. Um, so because of that, and it's also a new coach there, McDaniels. I could easily see it being Denver though. Like you said, the new coach, New quarterback, but that is a stacked roster, and I do feel like Russell Wilson will probably figure it out. Uh, so that's why I lean the Raiders. But man, they're they're all so good. I I hope I'm wrong. I would rather see the Raiders in it really than any of them. I'll be pulling for the Raiders the most, honestly, out of the four of them. But I just because history and it's the Raiders also back combined yeah. gives me gives me some pause. But man, they have an incredibly exciting offensive skill unit skill positions
2: i mean this is the year of the john madden cover so just like let's uh
1: good point let's also remember
2: they might have some destiny on their side too i feel like pieces might be coming together but i'm with you on the whole like raiders are hype and everything Ah, uh, i just you know from i'm it was really sea storm between the raiders and broncos i can see them both you know like like you said though i think it will be the latter where we get two teams instead of three um I think we'll get the chart. I personally think it might be just the chargers and chiefs because they will be beating up on each other pretty hard. You know, those games are going to be must watch football. I mean, last year it was, and this year it's going to be a guarantee, you know? So that's what I would be leading on.
1: Yeah. Well, I can't wait to watch it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You have anything you want to get to any other storylines before we finish up here?
2: Uh, honestly, you touched up on some good ones, man. I'm stumped. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually kind of stumped. I thought I would come. I thought I would think of some that would that I could remember, but nah, you hit on some pretty good ones. Um, I was going to say like, I'm trying to think of them, but nah man, you hit them. That was good. Yeah. I got nothing.
1: Oh, no, that's good. All right, man. Well, that was good. That was fun to talk some training camp with you. Can't wait for the season to start, man. I'm just chomping at the bit. Can't wait to yep. sit down on Sunday week one flip the tv on
2: and just soak it some red zone you know scott hansen just (laughs) right there anyways it's gonna be a nice it's gonna be nice man i can't i can't wait to just be officially lazy again on a sunday like it's it's nice (laughs) it's so nice
1: all right man this was uh, a stuff always always talking to you and we'll, we'll be back again
0: well we'll talk to you later Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. For more content, follow us on Spotify or our Instagram page if we ever decide to update that. So, go ahead and give us a shout. Shout. You get what I'm saying.